0: 18 holes this is play on arrival a <laughs> weekly video game forecast brought to you by rpgera.com here at play on arrival we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week i'm your host brian and joining me on the show today he is the co-host of blood and destroyers and all elite wrestling podcast every sunday it is sev
1: afternoon brian afternoon rpg era galaxy i'm back again
0: back again we did take last week off apologies we'll talk about that in just a moment but before we do special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music you'll hear today during the show go check him out where you can find music and people including YouTube Spotify SoundCloud Bandcamp Facebook Instagram and Twitter you won't be disappointed please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind head on over to Apple podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drops a quick rating and review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Head on over there, check out our tier, see what we're doing. If you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing you you listen to the episodes as they upload to Works owners as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jixx and Zanku. So yeah, man, we uh, we did not post an episode of Play on Arrival last week I will say that there could be weeks that we don't from time to time uh, just honestly depends on how busy I get at my job I do work a job where there are certain stretches of the year where I am significantly busier than the um than the rest of the year right now I am in a very busy period uh, I started this past week and I will be going through basically the end of June where I will be very very busy for the time period uh, I might get a little break there, but then I might be busy again for a few months after that. Uh, Hopefully it'll slow down by the end of the year, but I I could see the rest of this year being quite busy for me at my job. Um, Most weeks we should still be able to at least get an update or uh, an episode of the podcast out. Last week, however, I just was hit also with some form of bronchitis or some other virus or sickness. I'm not 100% sure. It felt like bronchitis. I'm still struggling with it. I'm still coughing pretty regularly. My voice is still kind of scratchy. My throat still kind of hurts. I am still congested. I'm still not feeling the best, but I was feeling significantly worse last week, so just being busy at work, which I was unable to miss. I still had to go, even though I do work from home still. Right. But I still had to show up, even though I was not feeling well because my job requires me to be there for certain periods. And this is one of those periods where I have to be there. Um, So I had to uh, still show up even though I was feeling like crap. So with me working and just not feeling good, I just didn't have the energy to record and edit any podcasts last week, which is also why BG Mania didn't post last week too for our crossover listeners. Um, But this week we should be back. We should be good to go. And we actually have a lot of things to talk about here on this episode of Play on Arrival since we did skip last week. And this week itself has a ton of games coming out. I picked out 11, which we'll get to later in the forecast. But uh, there are a significant amount of indie games releasing this week on Steam, at least. So definitely a pretty exciting seven days coming up. But before we get to that, we are going to get into our current conditions where we are going to talk about what we've been playing, technically, I guess, over the last two weeks since we skipped last week. But everything I'm going to talk about here, and I'm actually going to talk about four things, two of them in a little bit more detail, two of them in not so much detail. We'll still break it up between me and you. But um, I think, everything thing I actually am going to talk about this week I have played within the last seven days and I think that is the same for you as well so that's kind of nice Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to kick things off with the Burning Shores expansion for Horizon Forbidden West this just came out this past Wednesday April 19th it came out at midnight I jumped in right away Um, I already had it pre-downloaded and pre-installed right so as soon as midnight arrived uh, I think I had to wait for one update that That pushed at some point that evening that I hadn't pre-downloaded yet, but that only took like 20 or 30 minutes or so. Um, And then I was jumping in before I went to sleep that night uh, because I can't stay up super late anymore. But I did stay up, I think, until two playing the expansion on day one. And then I kind of chipped away at it over the next consecutive Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So the next three days, I did finish it uh, on Saturday, April 22nd. I got through the all of the expansion content, including all the side missions that were added to the Burning Shores. Of course, all the main story missions. And I did, to a significant amount of the side content as well. Uh, there's something called Dino Digits, where you'll get to a certain point in the game, and you have to go find these figurines spread out throughout the new landmass. I went and found those to unlock the uh, little hologram that you can get because I thought they were fun. (laughs) Um, I did the ruin that was added for Burning Shores because I always think the ruins are fun to scale and find your way through Um, anything that was added like content wise to do. I did it. So I think I finished everything that was added content wise in Burning Shores. And I want to say probably 10 to 12 hours now there's no I, sh- I didn't look to see what my playtime was when I loaded my save and that would have been the only way for me to tell how much time I put into the game because there's no yeah, like yeah. you know it, it just continues your playtime from where you left off but knowing the times that I played and how much I played each day it took me somewhere between 10 and 12 hours to finish everything the Burning Shores has to offer at least everything that I did now there are a few things that I didn't do uh, there were Delvers trinkets or something you could find underwater I didn't really find I think I found one but I didn't go seek those out um, and I didn't like every machine um, or enemy camp, I guess, like where where they just sit and you go to that spot. On the map says you've discovered, a, you know, a spine, whatever they're called, a slayer spot or whatever like it just tells you all the enemies are in this area I didn't go trigger all those points on the map okay yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't I stopped doing that in the main game as well like I don't necessarily care to have those points unlocked because it doesn't do anything it just you know there's just enemies there doesn't do anything for you but I really enjoyed the burning shores Let me say that. I think this expansion for Forbidden West is better than the Frozen Wilds was for Zero Dawn. Um, The amount of character and character development that went into this expansion, specifically for Aloy, but other characters as well, was really refreshing to see for me. Um, the tone of the expansion, I, I really grasped onto, I do think I may have been wrong about where the inevitable third game in this series is going to go based on what happened in this expansion content. I assumed we were, you know, without spoiling anything that happened in the main game, I assumed we were getting something completely different that I think we might be getting now. Um... And that was kind of cool to see, like some more pieces of the storyline being tied together and and where the developers might have an idea to take this narrative. But I don't know if you've noticed over the last few days, Burning Shores has been getting review bombed on some websites such as Metacritic by users for some things that happen toward the end of the main story of Burning Shores and without spoiling what happens right some some major character development happens for Aloy some major character development happens for her and a lot of people are upset in the direction the developers took her character i think it makes sense i think based on what we know about her character based on what we've seen in these games i think i could see this being the the route that always maybe was going to happen Okay, yeah, yeah. It does not bother me. I will say I leaned heavily into it. The Burning Shores expansion gives you three possible endings that you can choose from. So if you don't like the direction they're taking it, you can you can take it in a different direction <laughs> if you want to. I don't know if it'll matter in the overall, right, because something's got to be canon. But yes. uh, you you can make a choice that, that goes against what the developers have kind of set up and kind of the way Aloy is leaning toward, but I leaned heavily into it. I I went full force into the route that I feel like would be canon anyway. And, uh, I got to say, man, I want to see more. I don't know if there will be any further expansions to Forbidden West. Zero Dawn only got one with Mm -hmm. the Frozen Wilds. I could see this one only getting one as well. But then again, Zero Dawn came out kind of late in the PlayStation 4's life cycle.
1: Yes, yes, it did.
0: Forbidden West came out really early in the PS5's life cycle. So if they were going to hold off... A potential Horizon 3 until maybe late in the life cycle of the PS5, which we know these consoles are probably going to be sticking around till 2027 or 2028. There could be opportunity here maybe next year for another expansion because they did set some stuff up in the epilogue after because Burning Shores does get its own credits. Yeah. Um it, it is long enough to where you know they this basically is a standalone thing, even though you have to have finished the main story of Forbidden West to do it. Uh it does really its own separate credits and all that good stuff. Nice. It has its own post credit scene. Um, okay. And that post credit scene could potentially point to additional expansion content for this game, or it could even be pointing to the potential online Horizon game that is rumored to be developed somewhere that Sony might be pushing out, like an MMO in the Horizon universe. Um, okay. But either way, obviously, a trilogy game will happen, right? Horizon 3. And I I do think that probably will hit 2027 at this point, maybe 2020, maybe the last year, but it could be the second to last year of the PS5's life cycle. I had a blast with this DLC. And I'm glad that most people at least seemed like they were enjoying it until some people got upset about the end of the main story missions. But all the critics that I've seen and and like the critic reception has been very positive to Burning Shores. It's a very well put together expansion. It reminds me heavily of... the wind waker okay, because this version of Los Angeles is basically torn apart. It is basically a bunch of mini islands all, um, in one little central area. And initially you are unable to fly around in the burning shores. So the only way to get around is by utilizing Aloy's, you know, she, her new companion in the burning shores, uh, burning shores. I don't know why I said it like, like I was from Jersey or something like that. um, Her new companion in this expansion is Seika, and Seika has a skiff. So you basically right, yeah. get around on the water using this little boat going between all the different uh, islands. And it reminds me just of Link in The Wind Waker. So I was, I thought it was kind of dope. <laughs> nice, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's also really cool to explore this, you know, rundown version of, of Los Angeles. You are basically picking up right where the main game left off, you know, following another enemy from the same enemies that you were going against. Toward the end of the game without giving away spoilers in case anyone hasn't finished that part yet. Um, and you get to explore some really cool places in Los Angeles. The Hollywood sign is there. Uh, one of the locations you go to is called starlight rise, which is actually the Griffith observatory in Los Angeles on Mount Hollywood in Griffith park. It's a really dope, um, like, uh, observatory, obviously like a planetarium, right? Where you go and see, uh, can go and look at stars and things like that? Um, Basically, Disneyland is in the game, but it's like a different type of it. Uh, You can see the uh, Ferris wheel and like some roller coasters run down. I'm pretty sure you could see Santa Monica Pier, some remnants of it. I was trying. I was picking out some some locations that I did notice uh, in and around while flying around. So that was kind of fun. But most of it is just, you know run down skyscrapers and hills and buildings because that's basically what L.A. is as well. Um, But this is a great expansion. And I do think if anyone enjoyed uh, the initial game, you will enjoy this. And I would definitely recommend you play this because it could be the last time we see silence in Forbidden West. Of course, voiced by um, Lance Reddick, who did pass away recently. And if that's the case, this was a decent sendoff for Silence. But I hope if they, they don't, you know, if they obviously I hope they don't replace the voice because I think I think Lance Reddick is iconic. And, and this character would not do as well if you switched voice actors. Um, but it would be nice to see them give him a sendoff in the game in either a future expansion to Forbidden West or in Horizon 3. Right. Like maybe he goes off and did something and doesn't come back. That would be kind of cool.
1: Nice, nice. Um, I will be looking to pick this up uh, probably shortly, but I'm probably going to wait a little bit just to see if we can, like, because when they released Frozen Wilds, they did a little bit later on. A complete on released, edition. Like... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because
0: you haven't bought in Forbidden West yet, right?
1: No, I have not. Um, so I think it's probably wise to wait for a complete edition, though. I
0: think at this point, yeah. I would probably say by the holiday season this year, you could probably get a, some sort of complete edition of the game. Nice, nice. But that is Forbidden West's Burning Shores. Sev, you jumped into another highly anticipated uh heavily delayed game that finally released <laughs> over the last week. Tell me about Dead Island 2.
1: Yeah, so from one uh post-apocalyptic LA to another post-apocalyptic LA. This is uh, Dead Island 2. As you said, I think it's like nine years or something it took.
0: Took a long time.
1: (laughs) Get out of the door. Uh, Apparently it went through like three developers. Um, This is very much, um, if you've ever played Dead Island before, you're pretty much getting the same thing here. Just um, much more updated, much more modern. I will say there are people who weren't too happy with the fact that it's no longer open world and you can no longer drive vehicles. But um, what it's actually done for the game itself is like, like much more um, dense areas and more compact. And I think like the visual fidelity has increased because of that. Like it's not trying to load the entire world. It's uh, much more focused. Um, The story is very, how do I put this? It's slightly intriguing, but it is essentially just you've got a person who has been bitten. Uh, They think they're immune because they didn't turn into a zombie. And now you're just trying to fight your way out of this zombie apocalypse (laughs) to get to said, like, like the evac station sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think they were doing it in... um, the Walking Dead and they do it in like The Last of Us. They're just heading to a direction somewhere where it's like the safe zone sort of thing. So that's basically your main driving point of this game. Got to get to that
0: quarantine center.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as I said, this is set in LA. So I've been to like, I've been to Bel Air and, and I've been to...
0: Did you see Will Smith?
1: I did not, know. I did, oh. uh, there was no, there was no snow there. So I couldn't check for Fresh prints. Um, <laughs> All you <laughs> got
0: to do is run around and see if you can get someone to slap you. Just right. start talking shit about Jada.
1: I should have just said his wife's name, yeah. But yeah, um, the, the, the levels look really good. I, I'm on like the fourth area now. Like there are, you get a nice little stat screen whenever you're in the pause menu. That tells you like exactly how many of the main missions and side missions and stuff that you've done. So I've done. Oh, so it'll tell
0: you per area that you go to? Uh, I
1: don't think it tells you per area. It just tells you like per, like for the entire entirety of the game. Oh, okay. Uh, So I think there are like nine or 10 levels. Uh, the levels are fairly big, but there's like 24 main missions, 33 side quests. And then there's some like lost and fine quests and some other bits as well. But I've done eight of the main quests and two of the side quests. Um, some, I'm like-
0: Are the side quests fun?
1: Yeah, so one of the side quests I did was for uh, an influencer who I find on the roof and she was like, she wasn't taking the apocalypse very seriously and she was like, no, nah, no, nah, we need to like make videos and go viral. Um, So what I need you to do is, like, take out a bunch of zombies on this roof by... I think the first thing I had to do was, like, kick a load of zombies off the roof so she could record it, and then I had to, like, (laughs) set fire to a few. And then there was, like, another task after that. Um, So, yeah, they're pretty fun. But the, like, the the meat and potatoes of this game is really the gore system. And I did share a video. You did
0: put one in Discord, yeah.
1: And, man, this gore system is, like, sorry for the language. This thing is fucking gruesome.
0: Oh, this show—it's um... an explicit show. Plan arrival. Yeah, there's no.
1: Fair, fair, but, um, no yeah. language
0: tags needed. <laughs>
1: If anyone's listened to uh, Blood and Destroyers, you'll know I'm not really like, a massive fan of blood in my in my wrestling. So I tend to like stay away from my stuff that's overly gruesome. But I think zombies are a fair game. To be fair, but yeah, you can you can literally like I was taking golf clubs to ankles and like wrecking legs. You can like smash arms, and they'll still like wail at you. Well, like one arm sort of like dangling as it smashed. <laughs> oh, like. I've hit someone across the face with with a a tire iron and it's like snapped their jaw and their jaw's still like hanging off Um, and all this stuff. And you can literally like, you can punch a body, you can punch the flesh and meat off a body until it is just a skeleton
0: um so is yeah, there it, any benefit it, to doing so
1: just to i don't know see how sadistic you're feeling in that moment <laughs> to be fair
0: you know if you can like harv- harvest the parts or something like take the skin and turn it into something else
1: <laughs> no literally the, uh occasionally they drop protein bars or energy drinks and that will give you a bit of health. but i've never actually picked anything off uh a zombie apart from cash that will really do anything for you but yeah you have uh I hit someone over the head so hard that their eyes popped out and they were still dangling and they came after me with dangling eyes out. Um it's just gruesome but at the same time it's, it is it's really fun just to see like all the dumb stuff you could do like there yeah. was a there was a little segment where there was um, a pool of water and it had like an electric cable in and it gave me a little notification it was like oh if you turn the generator on like the water will go electric and it'll get all the zombies um, but by the time I got over to the generator the zombies had got out the water and attacked me so I killed all the zombies and then I like, noticed this big zombie so sort of like looming round the other side of the garden so I went over and I just started booting her I booted her all all the way to the pool and booted her into the pool until she was electrocuted. That's fantastic. <laughs> just like, yeah, kicking zombies off roofs and like, throwing things at them. There's a trophy for hitting a zombie for 35 yards away with uh, with a weapon. So um, a lot of the time I've just been, I've got a lead pipe, I've got a spare lead pipe in my just back. Ch- so. Just trying to chuck one out of the <laughs> yeah. zombie far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if I can donk it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so like the reviews for this are about right there are like seven some eight um it's not going to be the best game in the world but if you want something just to like it's definitely fun like i'm having a lot of fun just beating up zombies and seeing the weird ways that i can uh, that i can uh, mutilate them
0: so how long to beat has dead island to just main story at 14 and a half hours main plus sides 21 hours that's not terrible
1: no so i think i'm about four and a half maybe five hours and i'm a third of the way through the main story
0: so that so. would i mean four eight twelve i mean yeah i mean that would basically be I, I always think how long to be the slightly inflated i usually finish a little under what their hours say um i i think that's probably fair considering some of the missions toward the end might be a little longer
1: i have been doing like any side mission that pops up i will do just so i can like usually get weapons or like the the skill system in this one like you level up you don't get like a skill tree you get cards and you can get cards from missions or you can get cards from reaching certain levels and then you can get cards from certain side quests as well. So I will always do the side quest just to like see if I can pick up a new card or a new weapon or a new blueprint to add modifications to your weapons.
0: That's fair. I have this ar- coming. It should be here uh, today, actually, Monday, uh, the okay, day of this yeah. podcast will hopefully drop. Uh, it shipped on Thursday from Gamefly. I thought I would have it on Saturday, but I did not. So I assume it'll be here tomorrow um, as of day of recording. Today is the day hopefully you're listening to this. And since I finished Burning Shores yesterday, I'm not in the middle of any actual game right now. So I had planned to jump into Dead Island 2 immediately and see if it's something that I want to finish. Or if it's going to be one of those things I just jump in, realize I'm not interested, and send it back to Gamefly. Uh, but either way, I'm hoping I will get a chance to jump into this tonight or tomorrow night. So
1: Nice. I hope you uh, play it for a few hours and then message me to tell me how cool you think it is.
0: Oh I yeah, I'll, say no. I'll let you know. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> Oh, man. But I'm glad we get to talk about this next game here that uh, that I'm bringing. So this game actually drops tomorrow as of the day you're listening to the podcast. Uh, But reviews should be up as of today. I don't remember exactly what time the reviews uh, will be available. I'm actually looking now just to make sure, so that way I know this podcast will be up. Um, okay, so the at 10 a.m. my time. So yeah, the podcast won't post after I get off work. So I will be fair game to talk about what I want to talk about here with Fairy Fencer F Refrain Chord. Shout out to our friends over at um, Idea Factory. Right, they did provide a code to allow me to check out this game before release. And I'm glad because I am a massive fan of the Fairy Fencer series. I fell in love with Advent Dark Force and um, like the universe, the characters. There hasn't really been anything new, but this one finally is something new. They've just been kind of re-releasing the same game and, you know, just bundling it with maybe a couple extra hidden things here and there over the last several years. But we finally got a new game that, Seth, I actually think you would be very, very into.
1: Yeah, if I remember rightly, it's, a, it's like a
0: tactical RPG. It's 100%. Creates. It's 100% Advanced Wars, Fire Emblem, um, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics. It is a straight grid-based tactical JRPG. Nice, nice. Separated by missions. You know, you, you have a hub area that you go to and you can, you have an in there that you can maybe pick up some side quests at. There's a... fount like a town square where you can go and get um info on other uh weapons you can go find or pick up uh info on the next like main story mission that you got to go do but the game is broken up into chapters and i think there's 25 or 26 chapters um so it's pretty lengthy right it's about the Mm -hmm. length that you would think from i think Fire Emblem: gauge was right around 20 to 25 chapters um about the length that you would expect from a a tactical grid-based strategy rpg um it's very good man it's it's really good the the graphics are you know they're not amazing it's it's idea factory it's Compile Heart developed right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's you know what you're getting. It's very weebo anime style, um, but I like these characters. Now, granted, the dialogue are gonna is that will be a little much for some people. I think uh, some of the okay. English dialogue and how heavily they do focus on the sexual side of anime. Okay, <laughs> fair, fair. So I think that might be a, a little much for some people. Um, but for me, I don't mind it. And that's kind of one of the things I like about. Very Fencer F in the characters in this game. So I think the new characters that they added are, are pretty dope. I don't I'm only allowed to talk about up to like, I think, chapter four. So there's not much I can actually say on the game at this point in time uh, until the game actually released. But I will say, if you were a fan of the original Fairy Fencer and enjoyed the characters, enjoyed the story elements that the initial game had in there, um, you will like this. If you are a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics, Fire Emblem, any strategy JRPG that's grid-based that you've played in the past, if you like those kind of games, you will absolutely love this. Even if you don't know anything about the series, this is a game for you because of the gameplay and the mechanics. Um, that's why I think you would love this. Seth. I really do. Okay. Like the actual grid battles and the strategy required for some of these uh, encounters it, it it makes you think and it's cool because the game being called refrain chord, one of the elements of the battles, so one of your the new character that you get introduced to is basically like a bard. Um, right. I forget what they actually call them in the game, but they have their own unique title. They basically are these uh, goddesses that just go around and sing to increase your stats or change different aspects about the battle. And that's all that they do. They don't attack. They can attack, but they only hit for like one. Like they don't do anything but sing. And you like they're off turns where they're not singing. You have to build their sing meter back up to where they can sing. And once they start singing, it lasts for like four or five turns. Um, and in the middle, like when they are singing, you can boost the range that their singing reaches or boost the intensity of their singing to increase stats even more. Okay. Okay. And you kind of want to position the the person that's singing around your other units, to where everyone is getting the benefits that the person that's singing is dishing out, right? But your enemies also have a unit that will be singing on their side, trying to do the same thing. And if you position your your person in the right spot with their person, there can be some overlap where some squares get canceled out. So okay, okay, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of strategy that goes involved, and it's a really fucking fun system. I've been having a lot of fun with this.
1: Cool. I would like to ask about the units themselves. Like, do you have uh, a set team that you sort of like level up and take through? Or is it like you have a couple of main characters and then you can essentially have a like by unit so, like you get to choose do you want to take like three archers and uh two knights with you or is it like everyone like fire emblem where they're all like predetermined characters
0: So that is predetermined. um right, okay. it, it's the it's the characters that were in Fairy Fencer F initially. Um and all of their, you know, the what weapons they used and all that kind of stuff. You you can't change that around at least from what I've noticed yet. Okay. Um yeah. The aspect you can change is the weapon that you attach to your character and your familiar, basically. Um, So as you go about and do side missions from the girl that gives them to you at the fountain area, you'll go and collect other weapons, which basically are housing the souls of these characters, right? Like Mm -hmm. the weapons house the souls of the characters. So you go pick up another weapon and you'll get a different fairy that you can attach to your main fairy, more or less. Um, okay, yeah. That'll change certain abilities. It'll change certain stats that you're that you're going into battle with. So that's kind of where some of the customation comes into play. But actual like archers and that kind of stuff, there really isn't any specific units like that. So that's where this one deviates a little bit from the Fire Emblem and the Final Fantasy Tactics style of a strategy RPG.
1: Okay, cool, cool. I'm not opposed to either or either. Like I think they're both good systems if done correctly. So. And I
0: will say I've not even gotten to the point yet in the game where I have reserved characters either. Like everyone that I found so far is just in my party. So my party is two, three, four, six, six or seven characters. I think it's six. Okay, fair. Because there's more than six characters that you're palling around with. But one of them might go off and do something while you're doing another mission. So there's only like ever five or six people with you at a time, at least from what Uh, I'm noticing so far. Um, But it's like I said, it's a really fun game. I do think if you do like strategy RPGs, there is a lot to love here. I am curious to see more of this game. Like I said, I put a couple hours into it over the last several weeks since I've had access to it. But I knew I wouldn't be able to talk any further past chapter four. I think I'm on chapter like seven or eight now. So I did go quite a bit past what I would be technically allowed to talk about. But um, I will finish this. Like, I like this series. This will be a game that I finish And I may even choose to finish it before. No, I probably would jump into Dead Island to see if I like that more. But I will finish Fairy Fencer because I am still sticking to my one game at a time. And I kind of already broke that to play this early for the review period. But I did that specifically because I got access to it. Right. And that's still part of the job. So I I was counting that uh, separately since I did get access to it. And I knew I'd be able to talk about it here on the podcast. But. I will still stick to my rules, so I probably will go back and finish this before I maybe jump into Star Wars Jedi Survivor later this week. Fair, yeah, nice, nice. But that's not the only game you played either with Dead Island 2, Sev. You have one more game to talk about before I close it out with like a combo of two games that I'm only going to talk about shortly. Tell me about a game that Viz already finished and I'm one surprised you haven't finished it yet either. The Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story.
1: Yeah, so a uh, little little story about that. I went to uh, see Viz Tuesday night. I uh, had a little uh, beer and pee to get together we played a bit of street we were playing street fighter 5 um, we were talking about games that are coming out and i mentioned Dom oh, have you seen mage seeker and he was like uh, no not yet and i was like oh it, like it's got uh children and more vibes in this sort of like art style aesthetic um, and it's made by the moonlighter devs and he's like oh, okay cool um and he, ch- he checked out the trailer and he was like, wow, so that looks wicked. And I was like, <laughs> Doesn't it just? And he was like, Yeah, yeah. And then 30 seconds later, he was like, It's downloading it to my PS5 now. And I was like, Are You serious? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, I just brought it. So, like, sweet. <laughs> so, we finished off our like last few rounds in Street Fighter and we, ju- we just jumped straight into it. Um, And it was like, it must have been just before midnight or just after midnight. And then, yeah, I didn't get home till like four o'clock in the morning. Like, we played this thing for like three and oh, and so a you half hours. You
0: played a significant so- amount of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just pass, awesome. Pass the controller back and forth. Um, and like neither of us like know a single thing about League of Legends, to be fair. Like I know it's uh, like a MOBA game that's pretty big. Yeah. But um, yeah, as for the League of Legends lore, we don't know anything. Um, yeah, you start off as this guy who is a mage seeker. Like apparently like mages have been outlawed. Um, so if you if you're fine to be a mage, you can either be a mage that... Um, seeks out other mages to capture them or you just get locked up. Um, But this guy's main power is that he can absorb other people's powers so that feeds into your combat system where you can if you press l2 he's, he's got like a pair of chains wrapped around his arms uh, a bit like Kratos' chain sort of thing okay yeah um, but if you press l2 it will do like a chain attack towards a nearest enemy and you can then take that enemy's like special ability and then you can use it yourself once um but then once you've taken that ability once like a little bit later on you've got um like four four slots to put powers into so then you could then put those powers into one of those floor slots that so you could use any time you've got uh, one bar in your mana that you could use it with, um, so the combat system opened up that way and then like because it's a game about you breaking out from the prison and then basically you're trying to take down the, le- uh, take down the mages, uh, the mage hierarchy you build yourself like a rebellion so then uh you get to the, the forest and you align with the rebels and then you get so you get to like build up your own rebel base and you'll find people like on missions who will then come back and join your rebel base and they will have um combos so for instance like the first guy you get he's like an ice guy um and his combo is like square square triangle triangle um so then when you start a new mission you can take like a couple of these people with you so you add those combos onto your current combos along with your magic slots and along with your ability to take spells off other people so we were playing this game for like yeah three or four hours and as we were going through like the combat system just opened up a little bit more and a little bit more and every time time it did it was like oh this is very nice like this works all very smoothly and it all (laughs) makes sense and it was just it was just a very very fun time and like like it was getting so late that i had to go home but if the the time hadn't if it hadn't been so late in the night we would have probably sat there and beat the whole thing in one sitting
0: so did you buy it yourself yet or did you just play his copy then
1: i was just playing his copy wow okay um so yeah, yeah. As I said, I've Are got you died. still
0: picking it up yourself?
1: I am going to pick it up, yeah, but I got Dead Island. I knew I had Dead Island coming, and I've got Advance Wars coming, uh, which hasn't arrived yet. So I was kind of like, I don't need to buy Mage Seeker right away, because I'm probably not going to beat it before I start playing anything else. So, yeah, as soon as I finish, like, Dead Island, then I'm probably going to pick it up. So I'll probably pick it up next week at some point when I've been paid.
0: And Viz said it didn't take him super long to get through, so... No, I think
1: How Long to Beat has it, at, like, six and a half hours. Yeah. So I think he platinumed it as well. So I think it was like 12 yeah, hours. Yeah, he, he
0: platinumed it in about 12 hours, he said. So that's not even, I mean, I, I imagine I would not platinum it. So when I run through this, yeah, that's not a long game at all. And that sounds about right for that type of game. So yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It is very, very nice. Yeah,
0: I look forward to checking this out. I'm I'm very excited to get into it. I think the gameplay looks so much fun from what I've seen on it so far. I'm really looking forward to checking out Mage Seeker. I can't wait. Nice. My last two games I want to talk about here, I'm just going to spend a few moments talking about each one. Uh, I did finally jump into Grim Grimoire once more. Um, again, shout out to our friends over at NIS America. They did provide a copy of this game for me to check out. I, I swear this is the game that I'm thinking of from the PlayStation 2 era because I know I had this game. I distinctly looking at the PS2 box art, I remember the cover art of this game and I know I owned it, but I swear I remember liking it back then. Okay. Okay. But I don't like it now. Um, it, it's very much a mobile game design, but it's also a, a tower defense style of game that I just yeah. don't remember it being that way where you have to, like, build up your units and assign them to different areas. Uh, there is a lot of RTS involved here as well, but it's not grid based or anything like that. It's just... Uh, Where you're assigning your fairies or your mining abilities to and where you're trying to um, keep enemies from spawning in at and, and destroying the work that you've done so far. I spent like... Two hours or so. I think I got through the first mission. I got to the second mission and I wasn't having fun at all. Like I could tell that this would be just me sitting here playing this game and not enjoying myself. And at this stage, right, with how busy I am outside of doing the podcast and playing video games, like with my actual job, how busy I am there and the amount of games that are coming out that I'm interested in. I'm not going to spend time with something that I just can instantly tell is not for me. And I didn't have this ranked very high in Thunderdome either. I mean, based on the trailers, I could tell like this, this isn't what I remember it being. But apparently it is like if you look at the original game, this is a, the original game as well. So there must be another game that I'm thinking of that was very similar to this that I enjoyed. I owned this one, too. But there must be another game that I'm thinking of either that or I really did just enjoy this back in the day. And, and I don't now and I don't remember liking it so much back then. Um, but either way, I didn't really... I didn't really dig what was going on here so I did bounce out pretty quickly like I said I didn't stick around and I moved on and that's a little unfortunate because I think the premise of Grim Grimoire is kind of cool obviously the characters are interesting the art and the colors are gorgeous like it's a good pretty looking game is it a Vanillaware game? it is Vanillaware yeah 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 they've
1: got great art style
0: yeah but this one just doesn't do anything for me yeah that's so.
1: unfortunate I like, I like I absolutely adore NIS um, I like their wacky sort of game they they promote and they produce um but unfortunately real-time strategy makes me feel dumb because i can't think fast enough so this is (laughs) one that was just never going to be in my wheelhouse. i was never going to be able to get on with this one unfortunately
0: vanilla where you know what i wonder if i'm thinking of odin's fear being the one that i being the one that i really really enjoyed because now that I'm looking at VanillaWare, those both came out in the same year, dude. They both came out in 2007 on the PS2. And Odin Sphere box art is very similar to Grim Grimoire's box art.
1: Odin Sphere was definitely the one that made more of an impact. It was definitely the more more well known game from
0: Vanilla Yeah, Wear, that's that point. likely is the one that I enjoyed playing, and I and I was just getting it confused with Grim Grimoire. Uh, but I also really liked Dragon's Crown that VanillaWare did. Oh yeah, um, yes. I thought Dragon's Crown was great, and Thirteen Sentinels I didn't get too far into, but What I did play with that was also pretty good. So Vanillaware does do some great games, but Grim Grimoire just, for me, it's not one of them, so... I moved on fairly quickly and I will say I finally did jump into EA Sports PGA Tour, uh the newest, you know, release from what used to be Tiger Woods PGA Tour, mm-hmm. uh now back just as EA Sports PGA Tour with the latest release on April 7th of 2023, which was the first game since uh 2015. So it was Tiger Woods PGA Tour starting in 1998. Before that it was just PGA Tour from 1990 through 97 and then it became Tiger Woods PGA from 98 through 2014 and then in 2015 they released Rory Rick, Rory McIlroy's PGA tour which was not well received and then they took seven years off eight years off the next one being in 2023 back just as ea sports pga tour using the frostbite engine this is the best looking golf game on the market i will say that graphically it is a gorgeous fucking game but i suck at it i'm awful it is a simulation golf game through and through um i tried several times to start multiple careers one of the goals in your career right is to if you start in the amateur league is to get into the masters and all that Mm -hmm. um I did three careers and I didn't make it to the Masters either time. I suck at this game. I cannot get my shots right. Uh, Once I get on the green putting, I'm so bad at like I've never been that great at simulation golf games. I like them because I think they're pretty games. I think they're graphically gorgeous. And I like being able to like see these different golf courses that I might not get to see in real life. Like getting to play on them is fun. But that doesn't mean I'm good at them. I'm good at Mario Golf. I'm good at like arcade style golf games. But I've never been good at simulation style golf games.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to ask, with like, with it being a simulation, like, what's the control scheme? Because you usually find there's some some golf games are like, is it like the three click system? Like you click the power. Nope. At the top it's and all. You have to click. It's
0: all analog stick.
1: I was all
0: analog stick. Yep. So you start your swing back by pulling back on the right trigger and then pushing (laughs) forward fast and with it again. Um, There will be like a swing meter that shows kind of where you want to start your downswing after what you, you know, you pull your backswing. But um, I sucked at that. I could never get the timing right and I could never get it to be where it needed to be. So I was always either hitting the balls too soft or too hard. Um, You do have the ability to add like force to your hits, right? by mashing the X or A button to increase the amount of force you're hitting on the ball. You can obviously increase your spin and your draft and all that kind of stuff. Um, But no, it is all analog based. There's no button pressing for the actual taking a shot or anything like that. Your buttons are going to change things like, you know, if you push triangle, then you're going to zoom to the spot where your ball theoretically might land to where you can see to where how to aim and that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, it's all analog based. And I don't know if there's the ability there might be the ability and the options to change it to button based i don't mm-hmm. know i didn't look i just went with what was default for the game um because that was the way they designed it kind of like what i, what yeah, I do with yeah. you know mlb the show right i i tend to go in now i know mlb the show has a plethora of different control uh, control schemes for batters and pitchers which i had been playing some of that too and i will talk about mlb the show eventually here on this show um but Yeah, I think I'm done with the A-Sports PGA Tour, to be fair. I'm not very good at it. I have fun when I'm in there, but I feel like I've done enough at this point, right? Like, I just wanted to check it out because it's a gorgeous-looking golf game. I don't need to sit here and play this over and over and over again. I'm not that big into golf. Yeah, I
1: like me a little golf. I think it's chill. Um, I'll probably check the site when it hits Game Pass in like six yeah. or eight
0: months. I, yeah. I would re-download this when it comes out on Game Pass, yes. But I'm not going to sit on it and, and you know, with, with a Gamefly game. I will likely be putting yeah, this yeah. back in the mail tomorrow because it'll be what gets me uh, Star Wars at the end of the week.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> so Yeah, this will definitely go back into the mail tomorrow. But That's probably the longest current conditions we've had in a while. That is right. it, though. We have gotten through all six games that we brought today to talk about to catch up on over the last two weeks of us playing video games. So let us go ahead and take a look at what is coming out this week in the 7-Day Forecast. Sev, we have 11 games coming out this week. And like I said, there's even more than that. If you go on SteamDB or just look on Steam's upcoming list, there's quite a few indie games coming out this week that look fairly good. But uh, I I picked out some here, put them on the list. I didn't pick out everything. Otherwise, we'd have been here for two hours because this, like I said, there's a lot of indie games this week. But what I did pick out looks pretty interesting. Game number one coming on Tuesday to PC, Roots of Pasha. Be a part of a thriving Stone Age community. Discover ideas, domesticate crops, Befriend animals and contribute to the growth of your village play with friends and co-op or explore the early days of civilization in single player. I'm going to check this out. We've been talking about this one for quite some time here at RPG era, whether it was on max level through kickstart my heart, whether it was, you know, in discord. I think a lot of us have been kind of keeping an eye on roots of Pasha since we covered it. I'm glad it's finally releasing. This is a game I want to still play.
1: Yeah. It's like stone age, Stardew Valley. um, And it says, uh, befriend animals. But yeah, I, I really want to play this game.
0: Yeah. And if you like this kind of, you know, this kind of thing with the stone age and, You know, uh, early civilization, Bedroth and I recently just did a BG Mania episode called uh, Prehistoric Planet, where we did music from games very similar to Roots of Pasha. So go check that out. Game number two coming this week to PC, PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox... Well, I think I screwed that up. Game number two this week coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Switch. There we go. That's better. This is also going to be a Gamefly game for me. This should probably ship tomorrow. Um, I have an open spot right now for it. Afterimage. Reveal the hidden secrets of a fantasy land in Afterimage. Explore the magnificent landscapes and ruins of an ancient metropolis, meeting mysterious, colossal beings and adorable roaming spirits along the way. The Thrilling adventure of this marvelous 2D hand drawn world awaits you. I think Afterimage looks really charming. I have been saying that for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I think it looks really pretty. I did knock it off quite early in Time, I think. Um, but
0: yeah, yeah, it's a nice looking game. Yeah, nice looking 2D sides or, you know, side scrolling 2D looking game. Um, really looking forward to checking this out. I should have it by, I would say, Wednesday or Thursday. I hopefully maybe we'll even get a chance to talk on this one next week as well. But I don't know. It just depends on what I decide to start and how quick I'd give up on it or finish it. <laughs> but I am looking forward to checking this out. I really am. Game number three coming on Tuesday as well to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It's Strayed Lights, an atmospheric action adventure with fluid combat and an intricate world imbued with mystery. You are a tiny, growing light seeking transcendence. Explore a land of otherworldly ruins and glowing trees where entities of flickering lights and luminescent shadows reside. This is a really cool sounding description for a really interesting looking game. Um, this one is also very, very gorgeous in terms of the graphics used. Like, this looks really good.
1: I'm not sure if I've come across this
0: one before. It's, It's got a really nice art style. If you look it up on Steam, uh, though, I do, like I said, it's coming everywhere else. But Steam is where I saw the screenshots. Uh, it is a very, very nice looking game.
1: Oh, yes, I have seen this before. Yes, it looks very nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: It looks really good, so I'm looking forward to checking this one out maybe in the future. Game number four, a game I know you might be intrigued by, coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, and Nintendo Switch, Trinity Trigger. Caught in the middle of a divine clash of epic proportions that has left gigantic weapons towering over the landscape, Cyan and newfound allies Elise and Xantis set out on a quest to save the world and defy the gods. Claim your fate in this fantastical adventure inspired by classic JRPGs.
1: I'm all in on this one. I already have my pre-order set to go. The physical edition, I don't think, comes out until May 16th. Um, I Did you get physical it. or are you going digital? I'm getting physical for this one. I ordered it. I, the only place I could find it in stock was Amazon. Um, the other websites I use don't even have it listed. Uh, but yeah, it's due to come out May 15th. So like if it comes out... And
0: get, you'll be waiting come, for it, right? Yeah, you'll be waiting yeah, for the, the physical. If it, but If it
1: comes out and it gets bad reviews, then I can always drop my pre-order. But if it comes out and it gets some good reviews, then I'm just going to be even more hyped for a few weeks. But yeah, yeah, this is like a modern version of like Secret of Mana and stuff like that. I'm yeah, sure it, really, it
0: really does look like a mana game. It really does.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's got some, like, developers or something that are tied to those games in on this game as well, so. Oh, yeah.
0: This is a game that I definitely plan to check out. I don't know when I will jump into this one, but it is on my radar. It will eventually get purchased. Uh, this, this is an absolute game for me as well. I will definitely play Trinity Trigger. Yep. Game number five coming on Tuesday to PC, PS5, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. We just talked about it earlier Fairy Fencer F Reframe Chord. The legacy of Fairy Fencer F continues. The songs of the fairies will open the door to a new battlefield, introducing Fairy Fencer F like you've never seen it before in this brand new tactics RPG. The main characters are out in full force as they encounter the beings known as muses. That's what they call them, not bards. New (laughs) fencers and fairies in strategic, exciting battles. Yeah, we just talked about this one earlier. I think this is a fun game. If you're into the series or you're into strategy RPGs that are grid based, make sure you give Fairy Fencer F Reframe Court a look. It looks or it is actually really fun. I've already played it. Game number six coming on Wednesday to PC, Honkai Star Rail. Honkai Star Rail is a new Ho- HoYoVerse space fantasy RPG. Hop aboard the Astral Express and experience the galaxy's infinite wonders on this journey filled with adventure and thrills. Players will meet new co- uh, new companions across various worlds and even chance upon some familiar faces. Together, they will overcome the struggles caused by the Stellaron and unravel the hidden truths behind it. This is the next game from the Genshin Impact team, and I know a lot of people are looking forward to checking this out. Yeah,
1: space trains gonna rail some planets.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. man! rail right into them right through their, right through the planetary hole system (laughs) (laughs) two guys 18 holes (laughs) game number seven coming on wednesday to pc and it will be playable via xbox game pass on pc once it comes to consoles later i think in may it'll also be playable on game pass on consoles as well cassette beasts bring your cassette player and get ready to press play collect awesome monsters to use during turn-based battles as you adventure into the open world rpg uh, cassette Beasts, I guess. I don't know why it didn't just put a period there. Get ready to experience an incredible retro vibe with unique innovations to the genre. This looks good.
1: Oh, me. Oh, fucking love me some monster collectors. Uh, yeah. Pokemon, Digimon, Cassette Beasts, Nexmon. Give me all of them. I'll play them all. Um, I'm super hyped for this one.
0: I remember Sean knocked it off real early in Thunderdome. We were all kind of shocked on that, so... Uh Yeah, because that beast looks great coming to PC now. And like I said, it will hit consoles later. Once it does come to consoles, it will be on Game Pass on Xbox Series as well. So I likely will wait to play it there, but it is coming out now on PC. So Mm -hmm. game number eight coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Bramble the Mountain King take on the role of Ollie, a young boy setting off to rescue his sister, kidnapped by a dreaded troll. Not everything in Bramble is exactly how it seems. In this strange land with creatures big and small, you must be careful when to approach and when to hide. Many hungry and spiteful beasts lurk in these forests and caves, so watch your step. This one looks okay. Um, I I could see myself checking this out if I didn't have anything else to play, Mm -hmm. but because of everything that's out and everything that always is continuously coming out, I don't know that I'll ever actually give Bramble the Mountain King a shot, but it does look okay. Like, I could see myself enjoying my time with it if I did play it.
1: Yeah, it looked a little uh, spooky for my liking, but I'm sure I'm sure it'll be good for some people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Game number nine coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. Arc Runner. Team up with friends or traverse the arc solo in a beautiful cyberpunk-styled action roguelite as you attempt resist and as you attempt to resist an evil rogue AI. Experiment with different weapons and augments as you fight hordes of machines programmed for your annihilation. Collect nanites and power up. After every run, I do like Rogue Lights. Um, I think Arc Runner looks okay. This is something that I could see myself checking out again at some point. I like the art style. I like the cyberpunk world that they've built here. Um, if this one got good reviews, I, I would likely probably check this out. I like these kind of games, right, where you get stronger after each run. Yeah. Unlike Loot River, that didn't let you get stronger after each <laughs> run.
1: Yeah, um, I like Cyberpunk settings, I like roguelikes, so yeah, it will be one I'll check out at some
0: point. Yeah, exactly. These last two games I am so in on. Game number 10 coming on Thursday to PC, Xbox Series, Xbox One. I think I said 10, I meant 10. (laughs) It's on Xbox Game Pass as well, the last case of Benedict Fox. Take on the last case of Benedict Fox and dive into a twisted world of secret organizations, forbidden rituals, and cold-blooded murders. Explore the mem the memories yeah explore the memories of deceased victims as you search for clues and fight demons in this fantastical, lovecraftian Metroidvania. This looks great. This, this looks, looks phenomenal.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yep.
0: This looks so fucking good. Um, I think I'm pretty sure I already pre-installed it on the Series X, but if I didn't, I will be. This is a game that I will definitely be checking out through Game Pass. I can't wait to play this. Exactly. And then our last game this week, game number 11, coming on Friday to PC. PS5 and Xbox series, and I believe if you still have EA Origin Plus or whatever they call their top tier, you would likely be able to download and install this through the PC version at least, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. The story of Cal Kestis continues in this third-person galaxy-spanning action-adventure game from Respawn Entertainment developed in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. This narrative-driven single-player game picks up five years after the events of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and follows Cal's increasingly desperate fight as the galaxy descends further into darkness. Pushed to the edges of the galaxy by the empire, Cal will find himself surrounded by threats new and familiar. I think this is going to be stellar. I think this game will be one of the top games talked about this year. Uh Jedi Fallen Order was phenomenal. I think this one's going to build upon the success of Fallen Order, take it even further. Maybe let us explore some some additional planets that Fallen Order didn't let us go to. Hopefully, have a bigger, like it says, galaxy-spanning map that you know give us a bit more meat and potatoes that Fallen Order didn't have. I think this one looks incredible, so I'm really looking forward to Jedi Survivor.
1: Yep, I never played Fallen Order, but I I picked this second in my Thunderdome, the Fantasy Critic Thunderdome. Picked Soul Song first, obviously, but then my next pick was Jedi Survivor. Um, I've got high hopes that this does really well.
0: I think it will. I think you're safe for at least to high 80 uh game but I could also see this getting even low 90s as well so I think you're safe there um my pick of the week this week is absolutely Star Wars Jedi Survivor
1: oh, there's like five or six games in this list that could be my pick of the week
0: oh I, I agree there this is a very strong week for games that we like
1: yeah uh Because it's the one I'm most looking forward to, I'm going to give it to Trinity Trigger.
0: Okay, fair. All right. I like it. We will see how these games do and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about some of these games in the future here on Play on Arrival. Let you know what we thought about them. Moving into the extended forecast, we do have quite a few release dates to round up over the last two weeks. I left everything from last week that we didn't record and put in the new stuff from this week as well. Super Dungeon Maker releases on May 3rd. Ravenlock releases on May 4th. Humanity releases on May 16th. Warhammer 40k Boltgun releases on May 23rd. Far World Pioneers releases on May 30th. Jack Jean releases on June 15th. Crime Clock releases on June 30th. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals releases on July 12th. Immortals of Avium releases on July 20th. That looks great, by the way. Chance of Sonar releases on September 5th, Mineco's Night Market releases on September 26th, and Dolphin Spirit Ocean Mission releases on September 28th. A couple of those dates got confirmed in that Indie World Showcase last week. Yes, yeah. Nice to see was... Oxen Free 2 get its date confirmed. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was that was a shocker to be fair. Yeah,
0: finally after uh, so many delays. I had that on our Fantasy Critic last year and eventually dropped it because I knew it wasn't coming out. So, now pretty sure someone already has it on the list this year. I don't know who, I'm pretty, too, yeah, I think it's been taken. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone has it. That that uh, picked it up during the draft. I just don't remember exactly who it was, but I am looking at the list now to see who actually scooped that one up. Oh, it was Kyle. Kyle has Oxenfree, too. None of us are doing that great so far in Fantasy Critic this year.
1: Of course, Um Valiant Hearts The Road Home or something which apparently released in January
0: but has there's not... been no reviews but I think yeah, you dropped that
1: no I tried to drop it it wouldn't let me oh damn if, uh, I, I think because you, you're the manager of the thing you I bet I solid. can drop
0: it I bet I yeah, can drop yeah. it maybe I'll try to do that I didn't know it wouldn't let you drop it I'll see if I can get rid of it because it's not linked to any open critics so I'll see if I can get rid of that game for you oh thank you yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we do have some delays to mention this week we didn't have any delays confirmed this week these are all from last week MN Asia the Bunker has been delayed to May 23rd. Endless Dungeon has been delayed to October 19th. And the big one, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, has been delayed to February 2nd of 2024.
1: Yeah, Rocksteady killed the DC brand.
0: They sure did.
1: <laughs> Yikes.
0: They sure did. And they even said it really wasn't, uh, like, based on the feedback, right? Like, even that delay isn't going to be enough time for them to to really change anything major. They just need to try to make it better by that point, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've got to do something.
0: Yeah, but we'll see what they do. Um, looking ahead to next week, it is a very light week next week, and it's even a lighter week after that. <laughs> uh, like I said, a lot of publishers and developers decided to get away from the uh, window that The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom would be releasing because of how massive that game is going to be. However, next week, before we get to that week, does have two games releasing that are still high profile, one of them being Age of Wonders 4, but the other one that I think will dominate next week is Redfall. A lot of people are waiting for Redfall. Nice, nice. But that's the extended forecast, and I think, Sev, that'll bring us to the close of the show on Play on Arrival here this week. We did it. We got through another episode. We did. We did, we did. Do you want to take us out the usual way, with some famous last words?
1: I will, definitely, yeah. And this comes from W.C. Fields, the actor. When asked what he, why he was reading the Bible, he said, I'm looking for loopholes.
0: This episode of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.